0: The book of Revelation chapter 20 and verse 12. I'm going to ask you while you're turning there, and I want you guys to be totally honest. And and, and I know sometimes we just raise our hands when the pastor asks something just because that's what everybody else is doing. But let me ask you this. How many of you believe with all of your heart from just what we know of Scripture and what we see around us right now in your hearts, you believe that the coming of Christ is near and soon? Raise your hand. Without a doubt, I mean, nobody could look at the unfolding of prophecy, the promises, the changes, everything that he described in Scripture and deny that. Now, I'm going to ask you another one. How many of us are living our lives as if we believe what we just did? I'm just saying, if I was sitting there and I'd say, man, the Lord could come tomorrow, the Lord could come today. I mean, the handwriting is on the wall. At any moment christ could come and we all said amen i believe that with all my heart then is our lives right now backing up the fact that we raise our hands knowing that life could change for eternity for those that are left behind you know what i'm saying i I read this passage i want you guys to read with me and i know a lot of times we get in scripture and we're talking about man i can't wait for the day that we fall before jesus and we cast our crowns before the feet of jesus i can't wait to see jesus I can't wait to walk in and see my loved one and my mom and my dad and all those ones that have gone before us. Can I tell you the rest of the story that that's not all that's coming? Revelation 20, verse 12, and he said, I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were open. Another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the book according to their works, and the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death, hell, delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire, and this is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. This is not fiction. This is not just something that God wrote in the Bible to try to say that I'm trying to scare you or motivate you or to try to get you disturbed. You know what, in, in reality, if you were to keep going, Pastor Joe, do you got a second? Can You come up here. When I this, this is one of my closest friends, somebody that I serve with and love. But let's say, just for the sake of illustration, that Pastor Joe is someone that doesn't know Jesus Christ. How many of you right now can say, and I'm I'm trying to do surveys here, but how many of you would say you know somebody right now that does not know Jesus Christ? Raise your hand. You're talking about, man, I can't wait for the day where I stand before God. I can't wait. What if we were to change this in verse 15... Instead of just saying whosoever, if we were to change it to a name and, it, and Joe was not found written in the book of life, or your daughter, or your son, or your mom, or your dad, or whoever was not found written in the book of life, and that guy, Joe, was cast into the lake of fire. Do we believe scripture enough rather than taking out the whosoever and God saying, Those are people you know? Those are people you serve with at work and on a ball field and your neighbors and your relatives and maybe as close as your husband or wife or spouse. Look forward four verses. Chapter 21, verse 4. You tell me why this was written here. You say we're in heaven. We're praising God. Uh, streets of gold and, and everything that we dreamed about. Yes. But then the Bible goes on, and God shall wipe away all the tears from their eyes. Let me just ask you this question. Why are we crying in heaven? Why in the world? Because the Bible says from that point, from that point, after the verses we just left, now there will be no more death, nor sorrow, no crying, nor there shall be any more pain for the former things are passed away. That aspect of our life is done but right now, it's still to come. I'm going to ask Brent Matheny to come up on the stage. I like using Brent as this illustration just for the simple fact that every year he plays Jesus and our, our, our dramas and things. Let, let me show you something cool. Richard, if you can pull up John one one, Brent, if you can stand on this side with me. The Bible says about Jesus, that I, illustrating Jesus Christ here, in, in the beginning was the what? The Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Can, can I just describe, just for the sake of illustration of a lost person, and the Word of God, or the Word made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, as Jesus Christ went up to Lazarus, And they were like, he's dead. He's been in there for four days. And God said, you don't know the power of my word. Lazarus, come forth. And he stood up and walked out of there. Not even death could hold back Lazarus. There's power in the word of God. How often do we read about him coming up and there being uh, a, a, a man possessed with demons, and Jesus goes up to all the power of Satan and the legions of demons in the man and went up and said, Get out. You know what the demons had to do when Jesus said the word? They had to get out. You think about Jesus being on the sea, and Jesus is out there with the disciples, and there's a storm arising, and Jesus walks out there and says, Peace be still. In the middle of the storm, from the Word of God going out instantly in that moment, all of the chaos became at peace because of the Word of God. you hold that for a minute? The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld the glory, the power. Do you know what that person that is mentioned in Revelation needs? It's right there. And I know this, that there is nothing that I can do as an individual to save Joe or that lost person of that love. And there's nothing. I cannot speak words to kind of convince you. I I cannot twist your arm. I cannot threaten you. I, I, I cannot lecture Joe enough to do it because the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The passage that God laid on my heart, and honestly, I reached over to Joe and I said, I'm about to Change everything that God put on my... I just... I've got to preach this... Because just sitting there... God worked on my heart. Paul said this... I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ... Because it is the power of God into salvation... Let me ask you, what is wrong between here, which is nothing wrong with God, his word or his message, the power that we hold, everything, the power that is able to bring peace, change lives, everything. We sit over there and say, man, he's unreachable. Knee is not unreachable. If God can speak the words and raise the dead and God can speak the words and calm the sea, God's word can reach the lost. Whoever is on your mind, whoever you're thinking about, I promise you, they are not beyond reach with the word of God. There's only one missing element in this equation. Paul stood up and he said, I'm the chiefest of sinners. I'm, I'm not much. He said, I fall short and I'm nothing, but there's something that God did. When Jesus Christ came in the law of Paul, God gave him the power. It's not me, but we've been blessed with something. Do you guys realize that the very thing that is able to break through, change his life, open his eyes, convict his heart, was given in the hands of every single one of us? Paul turned around and he said, let me tell you what's going to make the difference. He said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of the power because let me tell you, or let me ask you this. Why aren't we telling more people if we believe that literally the lake of fire and eternity is before them? Why are we not every Sunday walking through with a lost person in our hand? Why aren't we passing on more tracks? Why aren't we in more people's business and saying, oh, wait a minute, I'm not trying to be controversial. I'll tell you what, I'd rather tell them now than for them to hear like we just read it. Because God has put us in the gap. And it's not that God can't do it, but God's chosen us to be the vessels, the ambassadors, the salt, the light. I could go on and on, but I'll tell you, we are the chosen hands and feet and messengers and preachers and teachers and everything else to reach them. And in my hands has been given the power of the word of God. Have we lost that Have we become ashamed? Have we lived under our lives so much that we're more consumed with getting our work and we'll sit there at work or school or whatever. We'll talk about the movie we saw on Friday night. We'll talk about the sports team we watched on Saturday night but our lips never open to tell them about Jesus Christ. Because the only thing withholding the power is the fact that a lot of us are ashamed. Now you might not say it but your actions speak louder than your words. It's going to cost you to speak up in school. It's going to cost you at work. You might be labeled as the fanatic or the weirdo or the churchgoer or the holy roller. But I tell you what, I'd rather have the power of God upon me and knowing that I did all that I could to reach those that don't know him. You guys can be seated. We have got to step it up. We've got to where we all have this mindset, we're all praying and working and geared towards and ready to do something with the power that God has given us. And the beauty of it is we all play a different part. You say, I'm not, I'm not skilled enough in this, I'm not that, whatever. But we work together, we come together and we do the job. Here's, here, we're going to make extreme application to this. We're going to close out, and I promise you, I'm saying everything that I'm saying right now because God God worked in my heart right there when I'm sitting. And I I just changed and I said, Joe, I've got a whole different thing that I'm about to do. God put it on my heart to preach this message, but only to the lost, to those that need Jesus, next Sunday morning. And God's been working on me all week. I've been under preaching all week long. I've been under uh, around that. It's on my heart. So, this is what I'm asking you guys. I'm asking you guys if you will help me stand in the gap. Number one, to pray all week. And number two, will you do this? Will you go get someone and bring them in? And I'm not saying, hey, I got to show you something, but you got to come to church to get it. No, you can tell them as much as I can tell them. Don't do this garbage where you have to drag them into this building for them to hear Jesus. They ought to be hearing it from you just as well as me. I'm not some sort of special guy that God's given a special anointing to give the truth out. No, we all have that. But I think there is something special about us working together. And as we see the time approaching and we see the time is near, maybe rise up and do something and stand out and work together. I'm just excited. I I told you guys that. I'm excited over the changes in our nation. I'm excited about this because the Bible says these things must come to pass. But ye are a chosen generation. We are to stand out. We are to be peculiar. We are to do the work. There is daylight to do it.